1: From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Some of our folks in western Wisconsin might have been awoken by some severe weather that rolled through early this morning. Morning, everybody. Fabulous, Farm baby Pam Yankee. Glad to be along with you. Boy, if you were in uh, that Vernon-Richland County area, you might have had some uh, fairly severe thunderstorms that rumbled through, including... Penny-size hail, according to the National Weather Service. Remember, you are welcome to let us know what's happening in your backyard with weather. The Midwest Farm Report talk text line is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Uh, got an update uh, yesterday afternoon from folks that picked up rain yesterday morning. In Oregon, about a half an inch of rain. Uh, Looks like some of the folks up in the Lodi area picked up more than an inch and a half of rain. So that's why those uh, rainfall reports from you are so critical. Again, the Midwest Farm Report talk text line is 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. Let me know what's happening in your backyard this morning. Well, as far as today's forecast is concerned, once this storm rolls through, hopefully we're going to be in the clear. Partly cloudy skies for today 78 are expected high, sunshine tomorrow and 75, Thursday, sunshine and 81 degrees. Stumach will give us the latest details on not only that severe weather, but the forecast we're looking forward to coming up.
2: Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits like savings on select cat equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A
3: voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
4: It's getting to be expo time in Wisconsin, of course, at the end of this month, first part of October. It'll be World Dairy Expo once again in Madison, but the State Fairgrounds in West Allis, Pam, will be a busy place for an expo as well.
0: Yeah, you got it, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay, Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. World Beef Expo is back on track for again their twenty. 20- 21 show. And you know, I talked to Cody Kwam. He is the president of the World, Dairy, World Beef Expo Board. The show is September 23rd through the 26th. But what I did not realize is they held a show during the pandemic. Same set of barns, a lot of the same exhibitors. In fact, Cody Kwam tells me that the 2020 pandemic show had an awful lot of representation from beef producers all across the United States, and they're expecting many of those to return for the show again this year, September 23rd through the 26th.
5: Yeah, we had uh, people from 26 states exhibit. uh, We had 1,400 head of cattle on, on grounds, and we had a full event last year, just Changed up a few things, and uh, we made it happen.
0: That's excellent to know, and uh, good to know because we're still in uncertain territory. What we know for certain, though, is the 2021 show is back on, State Fair Park in West Dallas. But again, this year, constantly tweaking things to make sure not only exhibitors enjoy themselves, but anybody that wants to take in the show. Tell me about it.
5: Yeah, uh, we just... Uh, redid our entry system to op- uh make it more user friendly and uh more interactive with the exhibitor so they can make changes you know if if they've made a mistake or need to add something different we they can make adjustments as uh right up until the entry deadline, which is uh September seventeenth and um we're we changed the schedule around a little bit the open show will be ending Friday evening with the supreme drive and then the weekend Saturday and Sunday will be very youth oriented with the um, showmanship on Saturday afternoon at follow, following the judging contest which is for all kids from uh, 8 years on all the way up through college ranks um we'll have teams from all over the midwest coming to compete for the junior and senior college level also the 4-H and F-A teams are more than welcome to come and uh, participate. Then we'll have showmanship in the afternoon, followed by uh, also the junior prospect steers and the market steers. And then Sunday will be the Junior Heifer Show.
0: You know, with that emphasis on youth, Cody, tell me a little bit about the kind of uh, demographics you see when you look at the barn. I don't think most people would be surprised to know that this is a family-oriented event, not just as spectators, but also as exhibitors. Tell me about the youth aspect in the barns, those young people that are going to be the next generation keeping World Beef Expo going.
5: Oh, it, there's, there's kids there. I mean, it, there's kids everywhere. It is a family event. It's the families that are showing, I mean, this is, it's what they do. Um, It's no different than any sporting aspect in, in many regards. This is something they live and breathe. And, and the kids are, the kids are doing it. I mean, the parents in a lot of respects are, are the, are the drive, you know, the people that drive them to and from, but the kid, it's really the kid's project for the most part when it comes to the actual animal care and stuff during the show and, the younger kids are learning so much and getting ahead of the, the parents and and the older siblings even. In in my case, where they're learning more and 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 the new tricks and stuff and and the new ways to do things mm-hmm. that you know. And even the open show, pred, predominantly, it's the kids showing in the open show anymore. and In the the industry has changed. It isn't the open show isn't about, you know, the farm or it is, but it's the kids that are doing the showing because they're the ones working on the animals every day, day in and day out. So, I mean, it, it really has, the industry has changed in how we, we go about this.
0: Excellent. That's good to know though. Now let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the breeds that are going to be there. I mean, we know we've got our standards, the Hereford, the Angus, the Shorthorn, et cetera. What other breeds, Cody, kind of catch attention or seem to be on the rise at World Beef Expo?
5: Yes, the American British White Park have the the national show, and I also believe the Murray Greys do too this year. Um, but we've had, I mean, you know, we've had Wagyu, uh, Pinsgower, uh, Piedmontese, many Herefords, the American Aberdeen, which is, um, you know, we've we've really made it a home for every beef breed in the country that wants to come and exhibit, we will find a way to get them exhibited.
0: Now, talk to me a little bit about what non-exhibitors are going to take away from this. I mean, traditionally, World Beef Expo has also been coupled with Harvest Fair at State Fair Park in West Dallas. Uh, what does that non-farm visitor have to look forward to if they want to swing on over to World Beef Expo?
5: Well, um As of right now, I was told that Harvest Fair is a go, you know, subject to change, I guess. But uh, so there will be all those fun activities that draw in. I mean, on a normal year, 70,000 people come through Harvest Fair. And a lot of those people make their way up to the barns and and visit with our exhibitors and look at the cattle. Um, We also have the trade show um, with several different, you know, there's, you know, animal husbandry equipment to anything to um, clothing boutiques and shoes and, you know, then industry partners that put on a, you know, put together a trade show display also.
0: So, again, like you said, it the interaction is there for anybody that wants to uh, come on up to uh, Beef Expo. Now let's talk about the, the pure business side of World Beef Expo, Cody. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm sure that folks went forward last year with the exhibiting in light of the pandemic and all safety protocols is because the books for events like this are still pretty sensitive. You still have to try to make sure that you're covering expenses. Financially speaking, how is World Beef Expo doing?
5: Well, financially speaking, we are we're solid. I mean, there's I mean, we're always prepared for that bad year where something, where something can happen and we have a bad year, but, uh, but like any event, it takes sponsorships and volunteers. And we, you know, that is most of our, our board of directors. That's a, the biggest job we have is finding sponsors and volunteers. And we're always looking for new ones right up until the, you know, the week of the show. We, you know, people, you know, we put sign. You know, we and we do everything we can to highlight those that uh, give back to World Beef Expo. And uh, but yeah, that is the biggest biggest thing we work on is trying to come up with the funding so we can give it, and we give it back to the exhibitor as much as we can. Um, it might not be in premiums, but in prizes, and and trying to do what we can and 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 give it that way. So mm-hmm. it's it's you know like i said we're we're solid but you know it's it's not year to year but you know it's like anything you always got to make sure you're funded for
0: next year right You know, Cody is a guy that has exhibited cattle basically all his life. Tell me a little bit about uh, the approach that you saw the beef industry take last year in the pandemic. Like we said, World Beef Expo went forward, giving people an opportunity to still exhibit. Uh, People have to remember a lot of these shows are more outdoors than indoors. Uh, Did you see that really across the industry last year? Give Give us a little perspective on that.
5: Well, you know, as we saw certain events close, I mean, whether it be on the county fair level, all the way up to the national, you know, the big shows, you know, we had other, other venues and other people step forward and, and bring together what kind of got coined as the pop-up shows that got put together. And, and it happened all over the state and all over the country. And, and, you know, the livestock industry is, is resilient and they want to go and, and show and, and uh you know socialize with their friends and family doing these events and uh there's all you know there's always a way they we cha- you know like anything, we made changes and adjustments to make sure everybody was safe and and go on and and so some of those shows are still going this year and are scheduled for even into next year, and some of them were just the one time you know fill the gap and and move on mhm-
0: mhm. Well, like you said, resilience, that's exactly what it's all about. And, folks, you can see it all in action. Again, we're talking about World Beef Expo, and that is coming up September 23rd through the 26th, State Fair Park in West Allis. And as Cody Qualm pointed out, they've got a brand-new, very active and responsive website, WorldBeefExpo.com, that you can tap into if you want to get into the entry side of things, or you can find the schedule there as well. Also, be sure to follow them on social media. World Beef Expo 2021 September 23rd through the 26th, that's World Beef Expo Board President, Cody Kwam From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Odds are you're hiring to free up time, not lose more. With
3: Indeed, you get the platform that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and say you're hired. Visit indie.com slash credit.
6: Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers. A couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street.
7: At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being upfront with our auto repairs and name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear, Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires. We
8: carry and install them all.
7: When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy.
1: Tom's Auto Center!
7: highway 51 in McFarland a stone's throw from McDonald's
5: if you've been injured an insurance company may tell you their offer is final at Clifford and Reihala our experienced attorneys often find the so-called final offers are unfair in one recent case our client suffered a traumatic brain injury and spinal fractures the insurance company made a final offer we told them our client deserved much more We then assembled our team of doctors, including a brain injury specialist who has worked with an NFL football team here in the Midwest. Clifford and Rahel proved our experience and commitment to getting clients the justice they deserve. And the result? While every case is different, that insurance company paid our client a settlement nearly two times the amount of their original final
1: offer.
6: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
1: Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Yeah, there's been a little bit of severe weather that moved across the state of Wisconsin, started to the west and uh, moving towards the northeast. At least that's according to my radar. Let's find out more. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. Uh, And they were talking even penny size hail that was possible in that. What are you seeing this morning right now, Stu?
4: It's just about over kind of lingering back in your home country, far Northeast Wisconsin, pulling up into the UP Marinette Menominee. And, and for the rest of the day, things are going to be a little quieter. And that's not all bad. I do have a few rainfall reports from here and there. Uh, Madison, 32 hundredths of an inch La Crosse, only four hundredths of an inch. I did see Beaver Dam, the Juneau airport, uh, Eight tenths of an inch, oh, about a quarter inch here in the Fond du Lac area. Even John said that, and I did see some big ones. Johnson Creek, an inch and six tenths, and West Bend, an inch and thirty nine hundredths. So there were some areas that did see heavier rain. There was some hail and strong winds further north in the state. Fortunately, low pressure is building across far northern Wisconsin this morning. Up in the northeast part of the state. Pulling a weak cool front through, what that will do is bring any talk of rain to an end and allow for most of us to see a little sunshine to develop yet today. More likely in western Wisconsin earlier, but happening through the day in the central and eastern parts of the state. And as it brightens up, we stay a little cooler, a lot more like normal in the lower 70s for the day today. And then we get a little cooler in the nighttime. Nothing drastic, no frost freezing, don't even think about it. But we do just get a little quieter around here as the winds settle down a bit some fog early Wednesday not to be out of the question and then we'll turn it around starting to warm slowly and surely right on through Thursday and into Friday with another small rain chance trying to wedge in if not late Thursday night possibly into Friday. I'll have forecast details right after this. Whether you compete on the court at the track
1: on the field or in the fields winning isn't just a goal. It's a mindset shaped, honed, and defined throughout the season. That's why farmers pushing themselves to be the best plant DeKalb brand corn. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
0: Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877 301 Farm. That's eight seven seven three zero one three two seven six. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to eight seven seven three zero one farm Alright, and I'll try to check up on that uh, screen and your submissions as the morning rolls on. Stu, now that uh, most of this has moved through the state of Wisconsin can we expect a halfway decent Tuesday
4: oh not a bad day at all Pam I think the skies will clear a little more in the west but there'll be some clearing in the east as well before it's all done you know partly sunny or even a little brighter and expect some low to mid 70s coolest in western Wisconsin winds are gradually going to become west and northwest today at about 5 to 15 overnight partly cloudy pretty quiet Low and mid-50s, northwest winds 5 to 10. That may lead to a little fog Wednesday morning, but look for Wednesday to be a sunny day. Again, pushing back up toward the mid-70s. The northwest winds about 5, sunny on Thursday. Upper 70s, maybe an 80 in the south. South winds at 5 to 10, and a small chance of very scattered rainfall then, Pam, if not late Thursday night into the day Friday.
0: And it looks like it's going to really start warming up by Thursday.
4: Oh, yeah, that close to 80 on Thursday. And even in the weekend, then we uh, talk about low 80s and very upper 70s. It's summer returns.
0: Well, I was just going to say, what's the first day of fall? Isn't it like September 24th or something 22nd, like 22nd, I think, this 22nd? year. 22nd, okay. Well, well, we'll take it. We'll take it. we got things to get done. Good enough, Stu. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, have a good one. Stu Muck is our ag meteorologist with the weather details that you're looking for. And again, like he said, send us your rainfall updates or if you've seen hail, winds, whatever it is you can type it in the Midwest Farm Report talk text line 877-301-FARM This is the Midwest Farm Report
1: with Pam Youngke
3: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank where we can help you finance your new home and help grow your business We listen to
8: your goals, then offer solutions that simplify complex financial matters.
3: We'll show you how easy it can be to get things done. To learn more, stop by or visit settlerswi.com.
6: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know.
8: Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
6: Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant, necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more Modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one of a kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone. Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Matthew.
9: Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me.
0: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
9: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you. And...
6: Thank you for
1: talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
9: Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? M may be your answer. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more.
6: Let your natural beauty shine through.
9: View our specials at RejuvenationClinicOfSaukPrairie.com.
3: Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Where is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish goes wall to wall like good floors do and I'm walking all over it usually a dead giveaway that it's a floor but it's not a floor this is a mattress Charlie Heidel's for 52 days people like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County and because the need is there so are we this year we'll supply nearly four hundred thousand dollars in bedding Furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need.
6: Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world.
9: But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger.
3: Just like you could by giving a pint of blood.
9: The men and women of
6: America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time, right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy.
10: Well, I know the Brewers can get away with this,
7: but if, if you're going to limit number of pitches and you're going to limit number of starts, especially coming off a of 2020 season, I think since they do have the depth, going to that six-man rotation versus five and letting your guys go into the sixth and seventh inning is way more of a thumbs-up for me than than the yeah. old Chase Anderson, hey, you hit four and a half, you know, five innings, we're getting you out of there. Yeah, we got him from here. Bro. Right. We and they, here,
2: they have that ability to... No, that, that six-man rotation kind of screwed things up this week because you've got those two off days, and and, and they had an off day, uh, was it Thursday, too? So, you know, sometimes it can burn you. They're going to have to, Corbin Burns can go like an entire week without pitching, which I know just adds in the whole, why didn't he go out there and pitch the nine? Rabble,
1: rabble, 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 rabble.
10: All exactly. Right. Let me ask you this then, brother. Let's talk about the greatness of the Milwaukee Brewers. Because at the end of the day, I mean, the Brewers swept the Indians. Like, we're just. If, if your biggest strike this season, if your biggest strike
2: this entire season is Corbin Burns not pitching the ninth of a combined no-no, I'd say
10: things are going pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I want a real manager. Actually, though, if they don't win at all,
7: and we've now yeah. seen multiple pitchers get pulled, and obviously there was no no-hitter or yeah. no individual no-hitter. I think we're gonna have to throw uh, CC back up there for um, D bag.
10: Yeah, Craig Council was nominated for D bag of the week uh, when he pulled Burns, and we seconded him yeah, third. Yeah, I that. So, it's, so he's <laughs> he's, he's not he's not winning. He's just gonna be part of the vote on Friday. I
2: mean, I'll I'll, I'll there's a D bag of the year maybe. Yeah, so. yeah, there
10: is there's a D bag of the year tournament. It's like March Madness style. Hey, Andrew, hey, would you believe it if I told you I finished in the top four once? Yeah, time? Rowdy was in the futile four once. I hope I make that group. I've got to believe I'm up there. Well, I mean, with what you said last time you were on, disparaging spotted cow, fish fries, brandy, everything, you might you might make a play.
7: And Graham Mertz.
10: (laughs) And Graham Mertz. All right, Andrew. The Brewers are 34 games up, or 34 games above 500, and 14 up of the Reds, first place in the NL Central. This is the most the Brewers have ever been above 500. Yes, 34 games. This is yeah. And I think this Mostly, is the biggest thing they've have ever been had. above
2: five hundred. most biggest division lead. And again, all of it means, and this is the thing, all of it means nothing if they don't go to the World Series this year. Yeah, I was going to say, that, is
10: it World Series or
11: bust?
2: I absolutely think so. And that's not, and this is like the argument that we kind of got into with the Badgers, you know, where, where it's not un, un, unworthy expectations or unrealistic expectations, but this is arguably one of the best teams in baseball, maybe the best team. I mean, from top to bottom, by far one of the best pitching units they have in the game. The offense is just crushing right now. And it doesn't matter who they're coming against. Yeah, I know Cleveland's not the best team in the world, so putting up you know 20 runs in two games, okay, whatever. They're, they are playing some of the best baseball we've seen from this team, from this franchise, in at least 30 years.
1: That's so incredible. I think
2: anything short of the, the World Series should be considered a disappointment. Man. Failure, maybe not, but disappointment, absolutely. Because you go back to 2008, and you're like, man, you just, oh, we want to get there, we want to get there. You go back to 2011, you knew that Prince was leaving, you knew they went out and they made those moves for Grinky and Markham, and you're like, okay, we're going to get to the playoffs, we're going to get to the playoffs. But there was never any, like, expectation of going deep. This year, you're like... Hey, man, this, this team is good. Like, you look at the way they stack up against the Giants and the way they stack up against the Dodgers, you're like, hey, okay, you know what? This this, team, this team's this team got a shot. And it truly does have a shot because they've got the number one recipe for winning in the postseason. That's stud pitching. Yeah, you know, all those years you watch and you hear about Scherzer and you hear about Kershaw and you hear about, you know, Grinke and, and all these guys. And you're like, hey, the Brewers got these guys. You know, they got the three guys. Hauser's been on fire. Eric Lauer's been on fire lately. Brett Anderson hasn't cost you the game. He's actually in there. And then you get a lead and you hand it off to that bullpen. Boom, good night. Oh,
10: oh, good night, Michelle. Andrew, I got a little Led Zeppelin stereo to have in play. I'm glad that you didn't tell Jimmy Page not to do the solo because it is the best part of that song. I'm glad he didn't cart his, that artiste short or a Craig. Rick Denied. Denied. <laughs> Joe no Stairway, man, did that uh, real quick. Your uh, thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and his performance for the Packers yesterday? <laughs> I
2: loved it. Hey, you know, you know, who didn't look like crap yesterday? Joe Burrow.
10: Oh yeah, you're that's guy. all
2: I got. That's there all I got. I loved it. I loved watching Aaron Rodgers just go out there and stink it up. Go back to playing the ukulele and hosting Jeopardy, Aaron. <laughs> I'm on the Jordan Love bus all
10: the way. Hey, yeah, well, maybe it's Love's time.
1: Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: We'll be talking farming with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. He's our special guest before we wrap it up on a Tuesday. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So today, the 14th day of September. On this day in 1985, the Golden Girls made their television debut. The American sitcom about four single older women living together in Miami, Florida, ran for six seasons on NBC. And of course, the main characters played by Beatrice Arthur, Estelle Getty, Rue McClanahan, and Betty White. Each of them won Emmys for their acting in that particular show. The Golden Girls premieres on this day back in 1985. On this day in 1972, the Waltons TV program premiered on CBS. Remember the Waltons? That's still on TV. So is Golden Girls, for that matter. Uh, The Waltons featured Richard Thomas, Ralph Waite, Michael Learned and Will Geer, just to name a few of the castmates. That started on this day in 1972. And here's an interesting one that I had no idea occurred. On this day in 1918, there was a lynching in central Wisconsin in Clark County. A mob of about 200 people went to the home of Mrs. Caroline Krieger and her sons. They refused to serve in the First World War. They said that if the war was on our soil, they'd be the first volunteer. But they did not believe it was right to send American soldiers to France. So a mob of 200 people surrounded their farmhouse, and basically they had a shootout. Uh, some of the mob died. Some of the family died. The bottom line was they were uh, resistant to serving in World War I, and that happened in the small community of Owen on this day in 1918, and now you know. Hey, I want you to know there is some uh, weather that's been rumbling through this morning. Don't forget, always looking for your rainfall reports and any additional information you can give us about the winds or the hail. That Midwest Farm Report Talk Text Line is eight seven seven three zero one farm eight seven seven three zero one three two Well, weather is the last thing that Wisconsin farmers need to turn against them now that the harvest has begun. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, as of Sunday, about 25% of our corn had already been chopped off for silage. That's two days ahead of our five-year average. But we're discovering some real problems with our corn crop this year in the form of tar spot. Back again this year, Dr. Damon Smith University Extension plant pathologist has been working on this one for the past couple of weeks.
11: Yeah, it's uh, pretty bad this year. We're, we're going to be on, on par with the epidemic of 2018, unfortunately. So we're seeing it move fast. It, it picked up kind of, you know, mid to late season here in the state, um, you know, especially in the central part of the state where we caught more consistent rains kind of mid season.
0: So now let's talk about the timing of the harvest that if I am uh, witnessing this and usually the, the visibility of tar spot's pretty obvious, but give me the timing on what's happening with that plant and what I need to know about.
11: Yeah, unfortunately, what we've learned with this particular fungus is once it infects a plant, it starts to move up the canopy. And once we get to uh, a certain point of coverage on the leaf, that plant sort of says, all right, that leaf's no longer any good, right? And so the plant uh, starts to shut down and it'll actually start to move carbohydrates out of the stalk. We call that stalk scavenging. And so what we're seeing right now is a lot of dry down. We're seeing stalk scavenging as that plant's trying to fill, finish filling out those ears. And so as we, as we move into harvest time, you know, the silage uh, folks are already experiencing this. We've got, you know, a lot of corn that's uh, low in moisture. It's going to be hard to make decent silage, but Uh, As we progress and move into the grain harvest, we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, abnormally dry plants, probably stock, uh, you know, lodging issues and and all these sorts of things that sort of come with this particular disease. Just because it it hits the plant so hard, uh, it takes a lot out of the plant.
0: How do I evaluate, uh, I mean, uh, the percentage of plants impacted? uh, What can I do? This for some growers may be relatively new for them to deal with.
11: Yeah, great question. You know, what we've been telling folks to do is uh, get out there, look at their fields, uh, start to make some plans in terms of harvest order. I'm just hoping we have a a decent fall that we can get into these fields. We don't need any, um, you know, excessive rain that keeps us out for a long period of time because we're going to need to jump on these fields. You know, I heard some farmers talking the other day that we're going to probably be harvesting corn and soybeans at the same time, and I think that's pretty accurate. So folks just need to get out there, uh, assess the damage field by field, uh, make a decision to get on the ones that are hit hardest or, or dried down first, uh, get on those fields first, and then work your way to things that uh, look a little more healthy as those uh, fields are going to hang on a little longer. So right now it's all about just speed and, and trying to keep up with these plants and hopefully you can get some grain out before. Uh, we start to see a lot of lodging and issues trying to, you know, just, just harvest the, the crop.
0: Now, if I'm a dairy producer or a livestock owner, do I need to worry about anything as far as tar spots concerned, feeding efficiency-wise?
11: Yeah, you know, we were concerned about mycotoxins back in 2018, and we've done a lot of work just uh, looking at uh, samples and that sort of thing, and there are no mycotoxins directly implicated uh, with this particular organism. So there's no... Uh, toxin related issues there. Now, is feed quality going to be lower? You bet. Uh, there's been some anecdotal evidence to show that, you know, it's
5: just,
11: you know, the plant sort of redistributes, um, some resources physiologically as the, as the disease just starts to take that plant out. So it's going to be important that folks just kind of assess the feed situation. In terms of silage, uh, you know, what we're seeing now is, you know, abnormally dry silage going in the bunker. So trying to get that crop to firm out, we got to take some time uh, with, with the silage making process this year. No corners can be caught. We have to do our best and be diligent here because it's going to be just a little more of a challenge because a lot of that silage is just going to be lower than normal in terms of moisture content.
0: Dr. Damon Smith, University Extension plant pathologist monitoring the tar spot situation in our Wisconsin cornfields. Dr. Smith says, uh, be mindful of this challenge, whether you've got it this year or not. And think about hybrid selection when it comes to what corn you're planting for 2022. Corn markets up in overnight electronic trade. So are soybeans. I've got numbers next.
8: Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun.
6: Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy.
8: This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill.
6: Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Across the
0: state of Wisconsin, we've got 94% of our corn crop that's in the dough stage or beyond. That's about nine days ahead of our five-year average. And as Dr. Damon Smith pointed out, our corn crop is drying down very, very quickly. 74% of our corn was rated good to excellent as of Sunday. That's one percentage point below last week. of our soybeans are changing color right now. 73% of our soybeans called good to excellent. 40% of our potatoes have already been dug. The potato conditions, according to growers, 86% good to excellent. 20% of our wheat has been already planted for next year. 96% of our third cutting of alfalfa has already been harvested. And 60% of our pastures are rated good to excellent. That's three percentage points below last week. In Chicago yesterday, barrel cheese dropped a penny and a half at 146 and a quarter. 40 pound black cheese was up two and a half at 181 and a half, while AA butter gained a penny and three quarters to 180 and a quarter per pound. In overnight electronic trade this morning, we've got October milk. Trading down 14 cents at 1736. November milks unchanged at 1735. December corn right now is up two at 515 and a quarter. November beans up seven right now at 1291 and three quarters. December wheat's up eight at 695 a bushel. Coming up next, our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing with uh, Stuart Peterson Group out of West Bend joining us live to give us the latest news driving the trade. Stick around.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We're on Mutual
3: Insurance,
1: keeping Wisconsin strong.
2: Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select cat equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com.
3: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
8: You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed, until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home, receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing.
3: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
9: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business
3: Benjamin Plumbing.
1: Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam young
0: Let's get right to it. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning and not lacking things to discuss. John, let's jump to the uh, World Ag Supply Demand Report that came out last week and the Crop Quality Report that came out yesterday because they're tied together. You're pretty comfortable with where the numbers stand now as far as this year's crop projections, huh?
7: Yeah, I am, too, uh, you know, from just hearing what producers are saying, as well as seeing what crop tours and those types of things have been doing when they got the boots on the ground. You know, I always felt right from the start when the USDA took that yield cut on corn and back in the, on the August report, it was just a little too aggressive, and now we moved it back a little bit here. So we're kind of in that window, 176 areas probably sounds like a decent number, may still climb up a little bit more. We'll have to see how the weather goes here for finishing, as well as, you know, some of the other issues that maybe to you know, we're hearing more chatter about on disease front out there so uh but at least at this time frame you know the market might be starting to settle in a little bit more on where this crop might be so then we got to come back and you know focus on the demand side in this window because obviously we're dealing with some issues there
0: well and you bring up uh the vulnerability we still have in that crop i just talked about tower spot in wisconsin corn uh illinois got a nasty surprise
7: Yeah, we've been hearing a lot of chatter about disease pressure on both the corn and soybean side. And a lot of that's due to some of the moisture and the heat and things that we've dealt with in in the eastern side of the belt here. And and just even the recent rains we've had, uh, you know, across the entire corn belt recently. But, uh, you know, Illinois ratings dropped to 5% yesterday. That was the only real big mover on the crop ratings, which kind of caught the market by surprise. And, you know, we're hearing, again, some of that chatter of tar spot as well as some of the other quality diseases that are, you know, quality issues and diseases that are out there. You know, now we got to watch this forecast. It's going to warm up and get dry out here for the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, pretty aggressively, and that's really going to dry this crop down. You know, maturity at this point, at least according to the ratings, is kind of right in line where where it needs to be. But uh, you know, just talking to producers, they're getting ready to roll and things are going to get moving pretty quickly this year because it sounds like we're going to have a fall that's going to allow this crop to get finished off and get ready get ready to get harvested.
0: Well, let's keep our fingers crossed on that. Let's pivot to a developing story that continues to impact our markets. Uh, That is a meat processing fire that happened out in Nebraska, and that is at exactly the wrong time and exactly the wrong industry.
7: Yeah, it was. I mean, if you haven't been seeing the cattle market, or you you know uh, where where we're at? Cattle market's lost about ten, twelve dollars here basically since its last highs uh, right towards the end of August there, and it's been on a, just a free fall. It's a money flow, technical sell off uh, type pattern right now. Uh, may not even be tied to the fundamentals. It's just money moving to the sidelines, and it's starting to happen in the hog market as well with the last couple of days of trade. But then yesterday morning we got word uh, on the overnight, Sunday night, and the Monday that you know the JBS beef plant down in Grand Island Nebraska caught fire in the rendering portion. Uh, so that dropped the market aggressively on the open yesterday because that's 6,000 head a day that was you know well, in jeopardy of maybe getting you know, not out of the processing line. Now we they were closed yesterday. Everything we're hearing this morning is that plant is going to be up and running for kill today at least. Uh, so we'll see if that helps out the market a little bit. But right now we are at a stage here. We need to dig our heels in or we're going to just continue to see money flow. And, and the cattle market Market, livestock market, when the money wants to move to the sidelines and you know just get in that what we call long liquidation mode, it just can move uh, basically without reason. And it seems to be we're kind of in that phase right now. Regardless what the fundamentals are, the cash wants to move to the sideline and push this market lower.
0: Yeah, it's hard to draw them back in then. Now we are starting to talk about transitioning. Fall is going to be coming up here as far as the calendar is concerned. We need to keep an eye on what Wisconsin weather could be like and how much it could cost us. Tell us about the energy complex, John.
7: Well, the energy complex obviously has been reflecting a tighter supply picture as well as strong demand. And, you know, obviously we've had the storm Hurricane Ida come through. Now we've got Nicholas down in the Gulf. So that's causing some more possible disruptions on the energy sector. We see crude oil prices continue to kind of climb back above the 70 a barrel level. So we'll have to watch what happens there. One market though we've really been watching just really kick in lately has been natural gas. It's basically been on a 100% rally now since the end of March and trading, you know, at multiple. To year highs took out a eight year high yesterday and looks like it's going to stay strong again today. You know, natural gas obviously is going to put together the heating expenses here for the winter, so it could be a very costly winter in the heating standpoint. Plus, has a lot of ties into the industrial sector as a as a tool. Uh, one area you know we haven't talked a whole lot about in the past and probably need to touch on is the fertilizer prices and natural gas is a very key component in some of those fertilizer production industries. You know, so it's going to be something we have to keep an eye on going forward. Here is where these natural gas prices are as we. You know, continue to talk about energy inflation and right now that chart as well as the money flow and, and just the demand looks to be picking up as we go to the fall. And it's going to just keep pushing that market possibly higher. So that might be something producers need to take a look at, you know, as people need to take a look at as we look at the heating costs and uses of natural gas, propane, those things this, this winter.
0: Boy, and it's, with that being said, you got to hope that this uh, corn and soybean crop comes in dry with those kinds of prices looming.
7: Yeah, I'm hoping producers got a lot of that locked in. I know I chatted with a few guys about it yesterday. Most of them already had it taken care of, but, you know, even you know before this last kind of burst out in the price move, you know, so that will be something that's going to come into play, and, and uh, we'll have to see how that shakes out. Uh, again, a drier forecast would help out there because this crop seems to be drying down pretty quickly from talking to guys.
0: Yeah. Have you gotten – did you see – is anybody, like – over the 50% mark as far as harvest, or are we just getting churning even in some of the dry areas like North Dakota, South Dakota?
7: You know, right now, nationally, we're at 4% on the corn harvest, which is actually a little bit below last year's pace and five-year averages. So we're we're not rolling yet, but it's going to be kicking in here pretty quickly. And, you know, like I said, we're starting to get some early reports. And, you know, and there's still some demand for corn right now. I've had some producers have elevators call them saying, we'll take it wet. We just need corn.
0: Yeah, I heard the same thing. John Heinberg, along with us, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing. Remind them again, John, how they can get a hold of you, whether it's uh, asking more about these energy prices or trying to get their mind straight on what's coming our way in 2022.
7: Sure. Again, love to chat with them anytime. Give me a call at 800-334-9779 or shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And don't forget about that website, totalfarmmarketing.com, with a lot of great info for your producers.
0: If I haven't told you lately, you are a valuable part of this farm show. sure appreciate the content. John, we'll talk next week.
7: Sounds great. Have a good week.
0: Excellent. John Heinberg giving it all to us in a bushel basket on a Tuesday morning on what you need to be aware of that's driving our trade. And like he said, that story behind the scenes that could impact a lot of people in the state of Wisconsin. Natural gr- gas trading at an eight year high, rallying over a hundred percent since March. This is the Midwest.